Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. children and at a time in her life when you know everything's about those young children you know kindergarten elementary school this that sports whatever and most people that's all they can talk about my aunt my aunt Linda she could only talk about Jesus that's that's all she wanted to talk about the Holy Spirit what God was doing in her life what she was reading in the Bible do you speak often about Jesus As you listen to today's message from Pastor Robert, he shares with you about the impacts his aunt had on his life. Don't underestimate the things that you talk about. There could be someone who really benefits from you sharing your testimony about what Jesus has done in your life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. In Matthew, chapter 18, verse 18, Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, you know, we we talked about this just really, really quickly last week, We and, and we... We didn't really dig into it, but remember the context. Remember that that Jesus said this in the context of some guy has a hundred sheep, one of them wanders off, and and Jesus said, wouldn't wouldn't you go after the the one? I mean, you'd leave the 99 and go find that one, and you'd rejoice and be excited when you find it, right? And we talked about that. You know, one person that wanders off, and they, for whatever reason, they're self-absorbed, they get distracted, whatever the case is, and they... They wander off into the mountains and, you know, basically make a nuisance of themselves to the shepherd. But the shepherd leaves the 99 because he loves that one. And so he goes to find that one and he brings it back. And so now he's continuing in that, in that same line of thought, rescuing the one, bringing back the one. And, and now he wants us to understand that it doesn't have to be 100 if they're just a couple of us gathered together. He says, I'm there, right? Isn't that encouraging? Finney's testimony about, you know, his early skepticism and his questioning and, and, and everything, it, 
It really resonated with me because as a kid, as a young man, I felt the same thing. You know, I grew up attending a church where I didn't see answered prayer. I didn't hear about answered prayer. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about it. I didn't, I don't know that I witnessed a whole lot of real prayer. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. What I witnessed growing up was more like people had memorized prayers and, and, and so they, they repeated those prayers that they, that they had memorized. You know, like at mealtime, there was some blessing. You know, they quote unquote said grace over the meal. They didn't talk to God about the meal. They just said grace over the meal. It was a poem usually, not a prayer. Same thing for bedtime, you know, bedtime you pray with the kids, the grandkids, but it was a poem that they had memorized, that they taught the children. It wasn't a heart cry. And the same thing during a church service, you know, and there'd be, there'd be two or three guys, and you knew the pastor's going to call on one of those three or four guys, you know, and, and, you know, Brother Joe, would you open the service in prayer for us this morning? And Brother Joe was going to recite this poem that he had memorized, Heavenly Fathers, we come before you today. You know what I mean? He memorized a poem. It wasn't a heart cry. And, and, and I, never, I one time in my young life in that church, my Sunday school teacher, I was racking my brain yesterday trying to remember his name. I, I can kind of see his face. He worked for UPS. <laughs> UPS driver. And, and he's, you know... Some of us boys, I don't know how old we were, six, seven, eight. I don't even remember. I just remember he, he got emotional. He, he teared up. He got choked up talking to us about Jesus. And I remember thinking, what's wrong with him? You know what I mean? I didn't understand what he was. Oh. I mean, it impacted me. I talked to my mom and dad about it later. You know, I was worried about him. Because what I saw attending church growing up was a bunch of people pretending to believe something that it didn't seem like to me they actually believed. Now, I'm not saying they didn't believe it. I'm telling you, in my little seven, eight-year-old, 10-year-old mind, whatever, what I saw was a bunch of men faking it. And they were eager to get out the door for lunch or to smoke a cigarette because everybody smoked. I grew up in Georgia, tobacco country. Everybody smoked. Nobody thought anything of it unless the preacher went too long. And then that was a problem because I got, to, I got to go have a cigarette. You need to shut up and sit down. If you can't get it said in 25 minutes, you don't know what you're talking about. Mama's roast is going to burn. And I didn't know one single person who actually read the Bible thinking it might have some answers to the things they were going through. They were talking about a faith that didn't seem real. Now, looking back as an old guy, I have realized that I was mistaken. There were a lot of people there who actually knew the Lord. They, they were simply living according to their traditions. You with me? They were doing what they'd always done, they, what they had seen their parents and grandparents do before them. Some of them actually loved the Lord, I'm sure. Some of them really were faking it. Some of them never actually had a conversation with God. I remember being challenged one time by a family member 
Are you, are, you, are you actually praying about this, or is it only that you're thinking about it? And, and I was like, wow, that is a good question. Have I just been thinking a lot about this, or have I actually been praying? I never remember seeing what I interpreted as a heartfelt communion with a living resurrected Jesus until one day when I was about 16 years old and my favorite aunt. Now, if you've been here a while, you've heard me talk about my aunt Linda and tell the story and you'll hear it again because she had such an impact on me. And I should say God used her to impact me because from one day to the next, she went from being a typical Southern young woman, young mom, to somebody completely different. Just, I mean, she just, she just got weird. From one day to the next, she got totally strange. This woman that I knew, this woman that I loved, and, but it was a good strange. It was a, it was a good weird. She, all of a sudden, I saw something in her that was different. Something in her eyes that was different. And it, it, it didn't take but a minute to know what it was because it was all she could talk about. Now, she had young children. And at a time in her life when, you know, everything's about those young children, you know, kindergarten, elementary school, this, that, sports, whatever. And most people, that's all they can talk about. My Aunt, my aunt Linda, she could only talk about Jesus. That's, that's all she wanted to talk about, the Holy Spirit what God was doing in her life and what she was reading in the Bible. It was a radical transformation. John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39, tell us that on the last day, that great day of the feast, and it's talking about the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.